Okay, welcome to another episode of Not Investment Advice, and we have a special guest here today, Mr. Patrick Stanley. Um, we're going to introduce you in a second properly, Patrick, uh, but we've been talking about what you've been working on so many times on a podcast, CityCoin, MiamiCoin. We're going to go into that whole world in a second. Uh, but also, we've got here Jack Butcher from Visualize Value and Trunk Fan, me, Master Flex himself, and I'm Bilal Zaidi. So, Patrick, let's get straight into it, man. Like, we've been really excited about his project. We talked about it in the last episode. Um, like, what is CityCoin and how have you been in- involved with it? Yeah, sure. So, CityCoins are a way for people to support their favorite cities. Uh, I'm one of the community leads at CityCoins, um, <clears throat> just an open source project anyone can contribute to. Uh, and um, essentially each city has its own city-based token. And um, the, in a nutshell, you can program these tokens if you're a developer to create cool apps. And then uh, the city is uh, ongoingly getting 30% of all revenue uh, that is coming in from miners mining the city coin. Mm. And thus far, uh, City of Miami in the past uh 49 days has earned about $7 million. It's on it's pace to, yeah, it's, it is mental. And it's on pace to offset roughly 10% of their annual budget. Uh, so, um, you know, quick math on that is if the token, uh, if the token were to increase in value 10x and, and the mining throughput increase in value 10x, hypothetically, a 10, 15x, hypothetically, the citizens of Miami could argue for not paying taxes. That's wild. Yo. <laughs> Everyone, Yo, everyone's that's ears a, that's just perked up there. Right there right? <laughs> Let's start again and say that one line. No, that's amazing. Um, all right. So, and, and obviously this is all very new. We know that um, Mayor Suarez, he's been kind of making waves over the last year or so, uh, year and a half, because he's been doing a lot of innovative stuff, poaching a lot of people from San Francisco and the Bay Area, and uh, just very open to experimenting with crypto, especially. Um, but yeah, I know you and Jack already know each other. So Jack, did you have anything else you wanted to ask before we kind of went into more stuff? No, I think, um, maybe we go into like a more philosophical discussion about memes and financial instruments and like the idea of, you know, that thing happening with Mayor Suarez. I don't know the exact date, but during in the middle of the pandemic, the world is changing and people who like recognize the power of network building, community building, the internet, uh, like messaging was the first wave of it. So he figured out a way to attract people to Miami, get like tech talent into Miami. And then Patrick and CityCoin is kind of the next phase out of that, right? How do you turn that yeah. momentum into a financial reward for the people that believe in it, which is fascinating to me. Thank you. So I think something happened. Well, I know something happened during the, when the pandemic started. Essentially, that was like the year the internet began um, because default, like remote work as a default, um, remote work became the default. And so people started shopping for cities like they were shopping for mm. products, like they shop for a municipality. I know, I know, you know, Jack, Jack's probably been, I'm not going to disclose Jack's location, but Jack's, Jack has been <laughs> hopping around. Jack's been hopping around from what I know. This new archetype that Mayor Suarez has embodied uh, has sprung up as well, which are which is this archetype um, our friend Balaji Srinivasan likes to call CEO of the city. So the CEO of a city actively recruits talent and customers to their product, which is their city. And <clears throat> typically, you need to recruit them inside the confines of the uh, municipality, like within the border, and have them move there, have them visit there, you know, spend money, yada yada. And essentially, the, there's there's a huge there's a huge broad thesis that like cities are going to start competing uh, more and more for customers, aka citizens and visitors. And um, any mayor who's on Twitter essentially can't just speak to their own constituency; they have to speak. They have to make out group arguments now to pull talented people into their in group, i.e., their citizen base. With city coins, it allows like mayors to have an additional tool. Whereas instead of just having to actually recruit people to move their physical person, they can actually move their assets. So, um, good a good analogy. Uh, you know that old phrase like uh, "think globally but act locally." 
Yeah. Like that, fra- that phrase existed because people were largely immobile, both their person mm-hmm. and their assets. And so, you know, Citicoin, now that Citicoin exists um, and, the, and remote, remote work is a default, both people's physical person and their assets uh, can move very, very quickly. So that phrase should really be like, think globally and act globally now. Um, because you can, you know, move to a different city if you want to, or you could have capital flight and speed of light. And one more point I'll make on on city coins essentially is like you can kind of view them like a governance token in a way. Um, so you know, if you hold a city coin, you're committed to the city. If you mine or buy city coins, you're bullish on city leadership, Suarez. If you're if you if you sell city coins, a specific city coin. Means you're bearish on city leadership, or or the capital allocation thereof of of that city leadership. I don't know if I should keep going on, but no, that's like great. I'm throwing a lot throwing a lot of concepts at you. I, I I have two more if, if you want me to just like get no, them keep, out of the keep way. them coming, keep All them right. coming, yeah. dude. Okay, so essentially, like you know, in the old world, um, you also had only two forms of voting. You could vote with your ballot, and you could vote with your feet. Voting with your ballot. Kind of stinks because like 50% of the time you kind of hate the results. And even when you do get the, the person in office, oftentimes they don't actually do what they say they're going to do. Um, and that, whereas when you, you vote with your feet, it's kind of hard if you have like a baby or a family. It's like hard to like, you know, uproot your family, like move to another city so easily. Um, and so that's like, that does happen in, in many regards. People will like move out of San Francisco or like you know, move out of a, out of New York to a, a to a better tax climate, a better like temperature climate, you know, maybe an even better startup climate. Um, but um, this third, so so that, that's like voice and exit. So you have like ballot is voice, uh, feed is exit. Now this third option, city coins is um, is like a ongoing directional thumbs up or thumbs down that you're voting at all times and in real time. And so that's both voice and exit. You can you have capital flight at the speed of light. You can move from SFO coin in the future to MIA coin if you don't like what's going on in SFO, and vice versa. And so I think um, I think all, all these sort of like themes and and um, and kind of like what I was describing uh, from like a mechanical standpoint, I think are going to have a big impact over the over this decade. And um, um, assuming um, you know, assuming the project you know continues to gain steam like it is. Patrick, could you actually uh, talk more about specifically the Miami Cone project? How did uh, how did you kind of get involved? And also, just from Citicoin, more philosophically, what was what was what's kind of the underpinning of that whole thing? What were like what are the inspirations and the kind of uh, problem to solve roadmap that you guys took to kind of create that? It's probably a bunch of inspirations, but um, back in April, I was on a Twitter Spaces call and. The idea just like snapped into place, and you know, my like my my mind was very prepared for an idea like this to snap into place. I've been like super into Bitcoin and crypto and game theory and politics and governance, all that stuff for like uh, over a decade. Uh, I mean, some of those things over a decade, some of the things obviously you know prior, like after Bitcoin got created. Um, and so the the game theory is actually what was the aha moment for me. Uh, essentially, um. The aha moment was if we create, um, if we as a community fair launch a token and have a reserved wallet that is that is credit only, it is credited only, it just grows in value over time, it becomes a fiduciary and moral duty for the city to claim that wallet. And when they claim that wallet, boom, you now have a market relationship between the city and the market that didn't exist before. And you can't make that argument for municipal bonds because that's just issuance of debt. It doesn't change wildly in the market. Right. It can't ten, it can't ten or a hundred x because people like the coin. Um, with municipal debt, for example, if if there's like if the spreads, you know, if there's a lot of money being made, that usually that means like the city's about to go bankrupt, and you know, that's not a good situation. And most people don't hold municipal debt. It's like large institutions and sovereigns. So it's like not very sexy. Not. Not, not, not like municipal debt has its purpose, but like it is, it is, uh, it is like, uh, it's done against people's will. It's like the issue debt and then rake it from the tax base. Right. City coins, city coins, instead of out of obligation, it's out of opportunity. Um, so people can, people can, uh, uh, be sort of rooting in success of the city. Um, and so, yeah, so the idea snapped in place in April, uh, and, um, I was kind of like, you know, talking to a bunch of people who were interested in the idea as well. 
And we wanted to do it really, really quickly um, because who knows how long the bull market's going to last. And you want to you want to reach like a high floor, so you you have a higher chance of you know survival. Um, I think we're there, um, or at least we we have the momentum now. Um, and you know a bu- a bunch of just like civic minded hackers like came together and you know put the code together. You know review reviewed it with a bunch of like PhDs in distributed systems from Princeton who were you know I've worked with previously. Um, and then, um, you know, we told, we as a community told the city about this. We were like, you guys are going to earn like 50 to $100 million in the next year if you claim this. And Suarez, uh, Suarez was, you know, Suarez is a fast move, moving uh, dude, by the way. Yeah. Like he, he's operating that thing like a startup, um, which I, I don't think is like, that's, that's tough to, to imitate for most elected mayors. Um, but, um, he apparently behind closed doors with his lawyers and and his and his uh and his chief innovation. I don't know if his chief innovation officer said this, but you know, a lot of crypto stuff comes across their desks, and a lot of it's like, you know, like a lot of crypto is just like like kind of bullshit. Um, but they were like, they were like, this this guy's crazy and he doesn't know what he's he he probably doesn't know what he's talking about, but let's continue talking to him. And this so is referring out, to you. Referring to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They thought I was crazy. They thought I was totally crazy. It turned out like my my sort of like prediction of like how much they'll make in the first week, first month, for, right. you know, has all been meeting or exceeding actually what I originally told them. Um, crazy so, like a um, fox, bro. Crazy like a fox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Essentially said, um, you know, hey, we're not we're not going to wait for you to accept this in advance. We're just going to launch this. And it's going to start accru- accruing value. If you want to claim it, um, you can claim it at any time. You're the only one people that can claim it. And so we did that, um, you know, 50 days ago. And, you know, 10 days, geez, I can't believe it's only 10 days. 10 days ago, the city accepted the wallet when it was worth 5 million. Now it's like 7 million. Well, the money is automatically going to be turned into, um, into USD for them initially until they can hold crypto on their balance sheet. Um, they did a ton of due diligence. Like they had their legal team, you know, uh, look at this and, and they're like, well, no primary issuer, no pre-mine, no ICO. Like this thing is something different. This is not a security. This is not a municipal bond. This is, this is, this is, this is a fundamental breakthrough. Their procurement team, like, you know, kind of like worked on, uh, kind of like a donation agreement from the protocol to them. So like, like kudos to that government for like, for like operating like a startup and like jumping over hurdles to figure things out instead of being lethargic and lazy about the whole situation. Like, and I think now that they trailblaze, a lot of other cities are going to want it. Like, I'm not going to name names, but like, there's some, you know. Name not, names, man. That's what we're here for. Yo, there's some interest from like New York city and Reno, Nevada. Right. You know, like, like, you can, you, you can call this like un, unofficial official interest. Like, you know, it's, it, people are just like sniffing around. I, I just wanted to touch back on something you mentioned that, and I think it's really important. Is like, you know, you mentioned they're like, okay, we're looking through this. There's no primary issue. There's no ICO. Could you explain to listeners why that is such a big breakthrough and the importance of that? Um, yeah, sure. So most coin projects, um, because their meme is not very strong, um, they have to do an ICO. Um, so that they can, and, uh, essentially they have to reserve some funds for themselves. Uh, and it's like, sometimes, sometimes it makes sense to do, and sometimes it's just outright greedy. I think probably 80, 80 plus percent of the time, it's just, it just outright greed. People want to get rich quick and they see an opportunity. Maybe 20% of the time it's like, you know, we, we feel we need an ICO, uh, because not everyone believes in this project and we need time for it to like, you know, incubate and we need the money to, to operate, which is like justifiable. In those situations where you need the money, you may need to register as a security because you are a primary issuer who essentially owns, uh, you know, uh, essentially is issuing that cap table, the blockchain, um, and you're the first person to hold it. Or like, if you reserve some tokens for some VCs, but it's not it's not open to the public. Like again, you're kind of acting as a primary issuer there because you're doing that. You're largely responsible for issuing issuing what can be construed as a security. I'm not necessarily saying you do things out of out of out of uh, trying to avoid security status or not. I'm just saying ICO. A lot of ICOs um, probably are securities um, in in the traditional 
sense. And I think they can move away from securities over time, but they kind of like catch themselves in, in, in like a trap early on that they have to get out of over time. That's, that's more difficult. Uh, if you take a kind of like, um, in, some, in many cases, less greedy approach and, and you know, you have a community um, launch the token in a way where um, there is no, there is no um, central party launching it. There is no central party benefiting it, benefiting from launch over anyone else. Like essentially what Bitcoin did, like, honestly, there's a lesson from Bitcoin. People still haven't picked up. And, and we, we feel that as a community, we feel like we, we took that lesson from Satoshi, like just start with mining only. And so we did that. Um, so there was zero mining coin that existed in the first uh, on, on day one and no one owned mining coin, not, you know, not me, not anyone. And if you wanted to own it, you had to mine it. So that's doing useful work. Um, and many, many people were mining it. Um, you know, a lot of people don't even know who those people are, you know, but, um, I didn't even mind the first block either. So like, you know, the, like the, the, essentially the community, the community launched it, uh, like, and its origin story too, is like fair, you know, it's not like there's some VC coin where, you know, Patrick got rich on the, at the expense of Miami citizens. It's like, no, this is more like a, this is more like a, this is more like a, a public, this is more like a public resource that like sprung out of the ground. No, so to summarize, I just want to say, sorry, guys, super quickly was like, when they looked at everything you mentioned, they're like, okay, no one, it's not clear that anyone is trying to profit from it, right? It's like that we said, it's community built and uh, the ICO element was kind of regulatory. So there's like two huge hurdles where if they had to explain to the citizens or somebody else within government, there's like right out of the way, right? There's like, these yeah, two it's right away. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like what, you know, like who's getting rich? It's like, well, yeah. and you know, no one's no one no one's getting rich upon launch. Like, um, you know, the citizens of Miami are becoming well off because um, they're benefiting from from the the thirty percent of the funds uh, from miners going directly toward the city. It's like an open source protocol too. Like, if you launch and you're holding a bunch of coins, it's kind of like okay, you're kind of a platform until proven otherwise. So this is more like open source protocol. This is closer to Bitcoin. This is pro- yeah. closer to like you know hackers hacking on hacking on uh, a city. Base token. So Patrick, I just had a question for you because because when we talked about this last time, it was kind of mind bending for me because I'm like, all right, we get crypto, we get the markets, the efficiency of the markets, but we haven't really seen anyone do anything close to this as it relates to government um, or like local government. Um, so we've talked a little bit about this in a past episode when we talked about philanthropy, and I know this isn't about philanthropy, but the similarity I'm seeing is that when a city takes money so mayor suarez claims the bag and his budget is now 10 percent or 20 percent whatever it ends up being greater than before then that government uh, or that city has a chance to deploy those funds and develop projects or roads or infrastructure or whatever else it would normally spend its money on i don't know the ins and outs of that or new things like recruit crypto capitalists Exactly. So whatever they choose to, and maybe a part of that whole process is people get to vote and the governance part comes into it there. Um, but just what, what what about on the flip side? So if we fast forward a few years and this is you know widespread and let's say it's no longer 10%, but it's actually 50 or 60 or even 90% because there's so many people putting their money into this. Um, and I don't know if there's something in the design that wouldn't even allow this to happen, but let's mm-hmm. just say for, for the sake of my question, it is. Yeah, it's a good question. W- what happens with the fluctuations of that coming up and down? Because if all of a sudden, like San Francisco last year, a lot of people left, and let's say people were dumping their SFO coin, what would then happen to the plans for that city that they they thought they were going to have this money and, and they no longer should, have that? How do you account for that? City should convert into USD for whatever they want to uh, keep stable for and even usd is losing like 10 percent of value every year now but yeah. you want to keep it relatively <laughs> relatively stable like going to usd <laughs> for like for like the year you know got it got um it. and then and then make the and then make the budget for it. it's like cool we got so once mil, they claim it convert we... it then they know the confirmed amount so it's similar to how like a charity would have to convert their money to dollars or whatever and then say here's a plan for the next few years of developing this or something like that Exactly. Um, there's another interesting point there about city as capital allocator as graded and judged by the market. 
that's that's an interesting concept we should maybe touch on for a second. But the city's free to use those funds however they like. And and the market might say, ah, we don't like that. So we're set, there's a sell-off. You're not getting like a granular view of what the market really does and it doesn't like. It's like, what did I do wrong? Like, is it mm. was it, you know, the homeless, the feces all, all over the streets, or was it like us not putting school back in session, or was it us, you know, not uh, housing the homeless? So like what what was it? Uh, or was it us not being crypto focused enough? What was it? And I think um, you know, there there are applications that are being built by the City Coins community um, that allow for more granular, sort of like civic-minded things to be voted on by coin holders. And cities can say, you know, we get to determine what we do with we get to determine what we do with all of our funds. We're going to designate five percent of our funds for coin voting and just see how it goes as a trial. And you know, maybe people are just like they're voting on like recruit more crypto startups, recruit more people to build on Miami Coin, you know, that, that kind of thing. Like that's possible. But it's up to the city's discretion. The city can decide that. How how important would that voting mechanism be that uh, X amount of coin holders are based locally, or does that not? What what were to happen if ninety percent were outside of the city? And there's like, you, hey, let's you're gonna get gonna... right. You're you're gonna get experimentation. So you're gonna have some cities that uh, that are like, um, you know, we are the world, and we've we value we value the whole global market because that makes that the city the city function. Uh, and therefore, we let every you know one coin, one vote, and that's a very extreme. Okay. That's a very extreme sort of thing. We are essentially saying the protocol is the city, and that's a very extreme thing, by the way. Like, so I think some cities will do it, but it'll be an experiment. It's like the protocol is the city, and um, you are a you are a citizen if you are a stakeholder, and therefore the the government is actually um, the government is customer run as opposed to employee run. Now, if you move along the spectrum to government as employee run, um, you know, government's making all the decisions and it's going to be hard for them not to listen to the markets, honestly. But they might say, we're not listening to the markets. We're going we're gonna to spend it on you know, recruiting homeless people. We're going to do all the all, like, bad things. I don't know. We're, we're going to do this, like, stupid things that you, sh- you shouldn't do. Um, and the market punishes them. And, um, you know, they, they decide, well, we, what does the market know? We're, we're going to run ourselves into the ground and uh, we'll do what we think is best. Yeah, that said, a lot of a lot of cities will know what their material problems are on the ground. They're you know they're kind of best they're best angled to kind of know what those are in some in some ways. They might just decide. Um, I also think there's there's like a third uh, version where uh, the cities just do a KYC on coin holders who live in their city. They say we apply like 100x weight to the people who are in the city, and we apply 1x weight to people who don't live in the city. So if you're a huge whale outside the city, you can have a vote, or maybe you have no vote, but maybe maybe you have a vote, and we just don't weight it as much as as if you were a citizen. If you're a citizen, it's like you're on you're a coin holder on steroids. Um, yeah, but all this all, all all this government stuff is like that's for the community and the city to decide for themselves. That's like the, that's like you know that's a relationship that that they will they will um, you know broker themselves. That won't be my decision. And sorry, Patrick, um, I'm just going to share my screen for a quick second here. This is something I shared in the last episode. Um, so can you see my the tweet on the screen from Ryan Hoover, the founder of Product Hunt? So we don't have to uh, read out the whole thing, but essentially uh, for people only listening and not watching, uh, we shared this in the last episode. So this was posted on August 31st, and it was, uh, he said, since August 9th, Essentially, he's made a bunch of money mining Miami coin. Um, And yeah, and the best part, I can stick MIA to earn another 20,000 stacks uh, STX, which is basically 30 grand every month. And those stacks earn 10% uh, APY in Bitcoin every year. Wow. Okay. So we're going to need to go into a couple of things here about stacks and what, what that is as well. But I know people listening to this, you know, the show is called Not Investment Advice, but there are people here who are definitely trying to <laughs> figure their ways, figure out how to make money in, in their own lives. And I mean, a lot of people listening to this are interested in crypto. So again, not investment advice, but knowing what, that Ryan is a pretty legit dude and he's normally on the cutting edge of trying out new products. He obviously gets to see a lot of that through his fund and product hunt. Um, could you explain how this actually works and how does someone go about doing this in the first place? Yeah, so remember how I was saying how the city earns 30% of what the miners are forwarding, the of, of the currency that miners are forwarding into it? Uh, that currency is called stacks. And um, I'll get into stacks in a bit. 
but 70%, the remaining 70% gets forwarded in a pro rata way to all of that specific city coins uh, holders. So if you hold Miami coin, you're getting your pro rata amount of that remaining 70% uh, sort of sent to you, divvied up among the community of people who have temporarily locked their coins. So like they, they do this, they perform this function called stacking where like they click a button and their funds are inaccessible for how essentially, you know, one, like two weeks to like a year and a half. And they can determine that amount of time. And during that time, they're receiving stacks funds in a pro, pro rata way. Patrick, is that similar to staking on other, or is it different? If you squint and like look and like stand back, like uh, like miles, yes, it's very similar. But when you look at it close up, it's very different. Like so technically, like, it's different, but the function of increasing your wallet size essentially is similar, I guess. Yeah, I think I think it's more secure than staking, and I also think it's I think it's better than staking. I'll tell you why. If you stake a coin like ETH, for example, you earn ETH, so you earn more of the native coin. You're kind of you're kind of earning that coin running in place as well. Um, the the fact is like um, you know everyone everyone sort of everyone sort of getting diluted over time, and you avoid some dilution if you lock your coins in. With stacking, you're not earning the native token; you're earning a base currency that's being forwarded in. So with stacks, you are in Bitcoin because miners who are mining stacks are forwarding Bitcoin, and people who hold stacks, just like mining coin, uh, people who hold stacks are locking them and earning that Bitcoin yield. That's also a replicable model. You can, you know, Minecoin uses stacking, um, uh, Stacks uses stacking. You could do this all, all day. Uh, and what's interesting about this too is like, it's all denominated in Bitcoin. So it's not like you're getting more altcoin. Like you're, you're, everything is being measured in the internet's currency, which is Bitcoin. You're not getting some random coin. Like, I, I mean, I think ETH is a different example because it's at least a prominent one with yeah. a significant market cap but the one i'm thinking of is like nexo tokens or celsius rewards if you're using like a centralized service like that so yeah, it's like whatever i don't i don't i like you know yeah, it, it, you're not getting a second best coin you're not getting a second yeah, exactly. Best coin. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like i'm really all in on this on this coin huh you know yeah, um, yeah. but I, I think i think um um <laughs> yeah seriously um but also like the you know like the you know, like mining these coins requires a Bitcoin or a or a Bitcoin sort of backed currency like stacks. So like it's not just like a free ride where you're just like boom, I'm rich. I'm gonna hold a bunch of tokens and just earn more. It's like, you know, there's there's another side of this market that needs to funnel these coins. And they're funneling these coins because there's demand for the coins. So there's like utility for it. With Miami coins, with Miami coin and stacks, you can use them for as fuel for smart contracts if you want to, and they are being used at, for that. And there's real demand for that. Uh, but you could also just view when I like squint and I like look at these two things. I view stacks as smart contracts for Bitcoin, and it's got its own token. So Bitcoin sovereign money, and you separate that layer with the smart contract layer instead of trying to like fuse them together in some like. And some kind of like Quasimodo sort of thing where you're like, we're so, we're sound money, but we're also smart contracts. It's like a measuring stick measuring itself. It's like that doesn't really work. I don't think we separate that layer. So you have smart contracts and then uh, and then sovereign money. Uh, Miami coin is like a, I do like a governance token, um, essentially um, for specific cities. So Patrick, sorry, just sorry to get tactical, but let's say f forget the listeners for a minute. I'm being selfish. I want to do what Ryan's done. Like, where do I go to set up a wallet, and uh, what do I need to transfer in, you know, a Bitcoin, or do I need to buy stack somewhere and put it in? And I'm just curious, like, what that actually looks like. Yeah, sorry if I wasn't being clear. Um, no, no, no. So that, you, that was a good point you already shared. But yeah. Um, so uh, you can get a stack. You can get a stacks wallet at hero dot h i r o dot s o forward slash wallet. Uh, go to the web wallet, not the not the downloadable wallet, because uh, the web wallet supports Miami Coin. And then you can go to uh, I think it's like mindmiamicoin.com or mindcitycoins.com. I could be wrong on one of those, but I think it's mindmiamicoin.com. I should I should know that. Um, and you'll be able to sign in with your web wallet and forward stacks 
as a miner. So you'll be able to mine these coins with your stacks. You got to buy the stacks too, like buy them on okcoin.com or wherever you on Binance or whatever. And you forward those uh, stacks into the mining mechanism. And that's a one-way process. You don't get those stacks back. That's like your if you don't if you don't win that block, it's a donation. So like what people are doing is they're mining over many blocks. They'll mine over like a hundred blocks and like hope they win one. And mining is really picked up though, I have to say. It's like it's almost like I think it's like ten thousand dollars a nine thousand dollars a block. Like every 10 minutes, nine thousand dollars are being mined. It it just to confirm it is mine miamicoin.com. I, I just put that in the URL. Yeah. And so does that 10K, does that mean that's the minimum amount you need to be putting in? No, it's just the does aggregate amount that everyone's mining at the same time. There's like 30 miners at any given time. Oh, generally. got it. And so you have, like, you have like a long tail, you know, like there'll be some whale that's like mining 10%. And then the asymptotically kind of approaches like nothing essentially. Bilal actually will be at the very end, starting in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Good thing I've got Stacks Wallet already from all those oh, yeah. BTC domains we got, which we also That's talked also about. Amazing, actually, I was actually hoping, Patrick, to stay on this kind of tactical uh, yeah. angle that Bilal started. So I live in Vancouver, BC. I'd love to hear, like, if I wanted to launch or somebody wanted to launch Vancouver Coin, like, how do we do this? And what is the process? Anyone can do it. I will say, like, um, the technical chops to like get there's a lot of things involved you essentially like essentially we, we should move as a community and do them like one by one and then oh, okay. and, and then open it up that, that's like the expectations i think we should set for the community so like six months from now or whatever uh maybe uh maybe like 200 to 500 qualified cities as qualified by the community the open source community like maybe they publish a list on github Say these cities can launch next because we want to make sure the brand remains good. Like we don't want someone launching like Kabul coin, you know, and like, like yeah, I think totally, that'd, right? be, that'd, yeah. that'd be bad. Um, um, or Pyongyang coin or whatever. Essentially, like we're on first base right now. Like we launched Miami coin. It's been a wild success and we want to continue as a community supporting Miami, like in the mayor and, and the developer ecosystem. Long story short, community is working on a mechanism for cities to self-launch. So they can like turn a key and then boom, it's on. And that might be like them putting laser beams in their eyes or something whimsical that is like undeniable uh, where like people are like, oh shoot, this mayor is turning on their city coin. We know that the time is now to begin mining it kind of thing. And you know, like the community pushes the code to allow miners to signal activation of mining and boom, it's activated. I'd say for the time being like, maybe just maybe just hang tight for the time being for the time being uh and uh the community will kind of like gradually op uh, open up the ability to do it in a self-serve way so like yeah so five to ten years just or even shorter like there's shorter. Best case scenario, there's going to be it's just going to be turnkey yeah like you guys will have figured out all the kinks seeing how miami played out and like figure out all the issues and like okay everybody's turn it on and like it's just gonna happen yeah my ideal scenario is um mayors just put like laser beams in their eyes for like two days and <laughs> and and you know it requires it requires people to say what are they doing that for you know and and, the, and it's an easy thing for the community to say mayor just put laser beams in your damn eyes for like two days like to put your even putting your, your eyes for 30 minutes maybe maybe that's the threshold but do it and it gives the community a call to action to get their mayor to do something and it it, it creates like a, a dance between the mayor being willing to to do the community, the city coin and the city um, and the city showing support and trying to get the mayor to do it. I love that. I love yeah. that. Uh, I, I think Jack has a question about this. One more question that I kind of had written down here was, could you, could you steel man? I know Balaji loves steel manning things. What is the steel man argument against what you're doing that you've had to deal with? Uh, and the criticisms that maybe some are not valid or, or misunderstanding, but which ones sure. are the most valid? Someone could say, could this lead to um, governments catering only to people who hold coins? And it's kind of a flimsy argument because governments have a monopoly on violence and they can, they're not going to, the, the, the reality is they're not going to stop tax, taxing their citizens. Like that's pretty, pretty, pretty nice, like socially accept, so, socially acceptable thing that they're able to do ongoingly. And I think they'll continue to do that. So that's probably one argument. It's like, you know, 
is the government going to finally start serving its customers? You know, <laughs> like, like that's one or another on like a, on like a, on like a national scale would be like, like what happens if you launch, I don't know if this is a good argument, but like what happens if you launch country coin, doesn't this like um, make governments more efficient and, uh, and less willing to fund you know, wars and resort to you know, means of violence uh, to uh, justify their power and to also establish themselves as a nation state, yada, yada. That is an argument. I mean, like, you know, nation states have only been around for in their like in their mod in like their in their modern sense in the modern sense for like the past couple hundred years. Yeah, three, four hundred. Yeah, since like maybe like seventeen. Australia? Yeah, like I think it's like seventeen. I think sixteen thirties, sixteen end of the hundred years or something like uh, that. I like Trung saying I think, but he knows the exact date for sure. He's a history, <laughs> he's a history buff. No, I so. think I think Patrick is going. I think it, 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 yeah, the treaty of Westphalia is a big, definitely a, a big, a big, a big thing there. Uh, but essentially, like the, you know, the logic of violence changed, and nation, nations uh, nations grew very large, and um, uh, to in order to, to kind of like you know protect uh, protect their citizens, right? You know, protect. You can't marshal enough resources in the industrial age um, without. Well, part of, okay, real quick. Part of the reason nation states did so well is because industri- the industrial age rose, and people's uh, people were able to like go to factories. Yeah, they were able to uh, earn more and be off of subsistence living, meaning they could be taxed directly by governments, like individually, as opposed to just a few wealthy individuals being taxed. And and so because that was possible, uh, sort of democracy in its current form was possible. Democracy is kind of like an, an I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll comment on it later. But like, yeah. essentially, um, modern day democracy is possible. Uh, you know, you can you can vote, yada yada. Uh, you being taxed as an individual, but the fact that you can tax all individuals and not have to negotiate with like a few a few like rich lords meant that you could raise huge armies and justify the sort of nationalistic um, sort of uh, identity. Um, the problem is there's a cycle where. Uh, you know, just like with like, you know, the Catholic church or whatever, um, they, they'll charge more and more for, um, doing less and less of a good job over time. Um, and, um, that's kind of like, it's kind of like where we're, we're at now. Um, like we still have, we still have the army, but, uh, we still have the army. So therefore we still have the country. Um, but, uh, logic of violence is changing again. I think, you know, people aren't robbing banks anymore. They're like, they're robbing people digitally. So I, I just think like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what my point was there. Just, just, just making a statement like nation states are like a, a, a temporary phenomenon. I, I don't, I don't think they're, they're going to exist in their current format, you know, hundred years from now, maybe even 30 years from now. Um, I, I think, I think people have new ways of protecting themselves, um, from violence and they also have new ways, they have new ways of organizing themselves. So like, I kind of view all these crypto, these cryptos, like their own countries. Like I view Bitcoin, like a country. I view Ethereum like a country. They all have their own different ideologies, but we're specifically building on Bitcoin um, because we think it has the longest chance of success, um, and um, and it's not going to change. And it's already it's already like the internet's money. Like it's a category winner, and 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 you can tell that's the case because you can look at the market cap. No, that makes sense. I I think uh, I just want to add the one point. Uh, I think what you said was very interesting. Is the idea of like. Uh, it's, the logic behind the existence of nation states is a historically, if you look on a long timeline, it's not it's pretty recent, and uh, and the logic for having it moving forward is based on technologies like Bitcoin and whatever. And the internet world we're living in maybe don't exist anymore, which is why Miami Coin and, and City Coin is such an interesting project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I kind of I kind of view like blockchains like cap tables too, and um, you know you. It, all of us probably own some Bitcoin. So we're on the Bitcoin cap table. So we kind of work for Bitcoin. Like the meme is installed in our, in our mind. Um, I think, uh, similarly, um, you know, people who want to do work on behalf of Miami or like root for Miami, um, should be able to do so in, in a way that's not, um, compulsory, but do so in a way that's out of opportunity. Um, and so, um, It'd be kind of cool if people reorganize themselves um, through like their 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 stake of holdings and and um, kind of keeping governments accountable, you know, and making them more efficient, like grading them in real time in the market.
That was a great conversation. I was just sitting back enjoying it. <laughs> and Jack and well, I have talked is, about this for like hours already too. So he's like, yeah. Oh, well, I was curious. Deal. Like, I was wondering what uh, what is a popular topic between the, you guys. I, I know you swapped tons of DMs and chatted a lot. What do you guys? What is kind of top of mind for the both of you? When you're talking. I think the meme subject is really the the overarching thing and the expanding definition of meme like if you asked 10 people on the street what a meme is they'd be like oh it's one of those photos with uh text on the top and the bottom it's like no it's like this unit of communication that's graded on how fast it moves and how good of a job it does at sticking in somebody's head and we've talked about this on this podcast maybe every episode it sneaks in somewhere is like the what technology is doing as a layer to stories so if you believe in something then blockchain specifically create markets for you to bet on that thing with way less friction than ever has existed before and i gotta like tip my hat to having the like you know, to thinking big enough to apply that to a city because it's no different than, yeah, it is different, but, you know, the the method or the, the layer that you're applying is no different than someone betting on, like, Nyan Cat, right? I want to own the original Nyan Cat and we're going to fractionalize this thing and it's going to spread around the internet forever. A city with, like, hundreds of years of culture and, like, it's hard to imagine a meme like there are sports teams there are things that people are just so attached to that they can see like tangible return from and they have a very like visceral relationship with that i think this is a naval thread we'll have to um dig up it was something to do with like blockchains turn everything into a market yeah so yeah, like, I, th I think i think i have i think i have his quote memorized because it was at my summit i put on and i invited him to it all right um, and I love the quote so much is the reason, but, um, uh, he said, uh, Satoshi brought, um, brought markets to computer networks and naturally markets will go from computer networks to physical networks. Um, and, and my takeaway from that was like, I don't, I don't even know if he, he, he could probably even make it more concise. And maybe this is a Jack, this is a Jack Butcher visualized value thing, <laughs> but like, you know, P Marka was like, software is eating the world. But like Naval said, markets are eating the world. Mm. So like everything is gonna is gonna have a market attached to it. You know, you might have affinity coins. You might have like v, like vegan token or carnivory token. You might have LA, San Francisco, Miami token. Uh, you know, Do I was just talking to um, to Austin uh, from Morning Brew this morning, and I, I was like, dude, uh, I heard this somewhere. I, I I stole this from someone. I don't know who it was, but. Um, it's like, you know, Doge, I actually have two points here. First is, let's make the quick point. Uh, Doge is just an inside joke. And the higher the value of Doge, the funnier the joke gets. And the last people holding Doge, importantly, will be those without a sense of humor. And you look at like AMC, GameStop, and all that. People are just saying, they're doing this thing called outsider trading as opposed to insider trading. Where they say, I like the coin, or I like the stock. It's like, we all just agreed we like the stock. And... We don't need any other reason besides that. It's an affinity for us, right? So memes are very important. Um, they don't have to be just funny, of course. Um, but I will say um, maybe one thing I can like end on in terms of like uh, trying to make like potent points or whatever that are that are useful is um, uh, this is also another Naval quote. He says the best found the best founders leverage code, capital, media, and community in like Web 2.0 world. So now doing my own thing web 2.0 world they leverage code they all kind of leverage capital but not really like they raise money from vc but there's no markets immediately um they kind of leverage media but they'd be like paying for google ads like not really it's so like the, even the meme the, the product had to be really good uh, and then like leveraging community was like a new thing like i think people are just starting to do that now in the web 2.0 world if you look at bitcoin and doge those two coins have such powerful memes that the founders don't even need to do work anymore because it leverages code, capital, media, and community maximally. Mm. Um, the Bitcoin community leverages the, the media, the, the message of Bitcoin, digital gold, um, and has their own villains, of course. And then Doge, um, Doge leverages like every memer on earth. It, Doge is the, is the coin for memers, and they're a decentralized marketing firm that does work automatically, right? 
And so what I think we have that's very powerful with city coins is people already, already understand and identify with cities. People, you're wearing a Dodgers hat you know, for those that can't see, like, um, you know, Jack Butcher is wearing a, <laughs> Jack Butcher is wearing a, a Dodgers hat. Uh, Trung is wearing a Vancouver Grizzlies. I didn't even know that was a sports team. No offense. Um, <laughs> we um, lost the NBA team like 10 to 15 years ago. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, um, nice city, of course. But um, uh, I'm like looking at cities like like food on menu. I'm like, what do I want to yeah. eat next? Uh, um, but um, cities are their own memes and, and people identify with them just like they identify with sports teams. Um, and yeah, essentially... Memes and markets go very well together. It's like peanut butter and jelly. I think if I were to summarize what Jack was saying, it'd be memes, memes and markets, uh, memes and markets uh, go together in uh, in this next stage of tech. I, Patrick, you you you're blowing my mind right now. So I had two more questions okay. that I, know, yeah, I nice. want to blow past your time, but super quickly was uh, the first one was oh uh, because you're involved in kind of the city building movement or uh, crypto based city building. Who have you looked into the past at the like guys like Lee Kuan Yew, Bismarck, that have been able to conjure up, you know, memes in their time to build a nation state or a city state? Uh, who do you, not necessarily you have to agree with anything they do, but who would you look at and be like, oh my God, these guys are freaking amazing what they're doing. And the second question I had was, if the culture and places that are popular is like, what would be really helpful for memes? Could you just map like the top tourist destinations? And if you were to turn on that city coin, like, Rome and Venice would just rise to the top. Like, would you see right. that happen? There, so there's there's a handful. There's a, on the second one, there's a handful of filters you'd apply. So like one is like, is it a startup city? Is it hospital startups and like Web3 okay. founders? Uh, two, is the mayor on Twitter? You need to hold someone. They, the, the market needs someone okay. to yell at or someone to praise. Yeah. So that's like the CEO of the city. And you kind of like, you give them give them the market. Um, you know, is the city desirable? Is it is it memeable? There's some like there's some cities that are great startup cities that have great mayors and people just don't even know don't really like focus on them. Like Tallinn, Estonia should be bigger for what it is. For example, right. um, Tel Aviv punches way above its weight. Like they innovate to survive out there. Um, so that's that, that's another thing. But I don't know if the mayor is on. Maybe the mayor. I don't. I don't know. Maybe the mayor is on Twitter. I haven't checked. Um, your first question, like who who do I look up to? Um, None are learned from. I know you study a lot uh, of individuals in history. Yeah, so, so um, you know Satoshi Nakamoto. It's like as time passes, people are like is Satoshi a time traveler because he, he she, they got everything right. Um, and um, I like I like what Satoshi did because the meme was so strong and the virtue was so strong that uh, they could just step away. And it'd still operate directionally correctly and have its impact on the world. Uh, I, I haven't done as much research on Lee Kuan Yew as I should, but I've heard I, I've heard um, anecdotes from like um, my friend Balaji Srinivasan, who you know I'm constantly talking to. He Balaji is a huge inspiration too. Like he introduced me to that book, The Sovereign Individual, like six years ago. I've read that book like cover to cover like 20 times. So I'm sure there's stuff deep seated in my subconscious from from that book that like pop out. Francis Suarez was a big inspiration. He is a new archetype. He's CEO of the city. He hadn't seen that before. Hadn't seen a city be operated like a startup before. Now we have. We see him competing for new customers. We see him essentially raising funds, um, not just through Miami Coin, but also through um, through raising his tax base by recruiting like big funds to like move to Miami. So he's always in fundraising mode. Just like he's recruiting and fundraising, just like every great founder should be doing, like hiring great talent. Like he's nailed that, and honestly, I think he actually could be the next president, like soon. Um, who else? Um, you know, I've done a lot of talk, like speaking with like you know Ryan Shea and Muni Bali, who are like founders of Stacks. Um, done so much like game theoretical thinking with, with those guys. Yeah, pretty. That's that's probably that's probably. No, it. I love that. Those are great. Those are. I mean, those are all fantastic examples. Uh, I got no more questions on my end, Jack and Bilal. Yeah, no, thanks, man. I know we're running a couple of minutes over, so I don't know if, you, if you're okay uh, to stay for a minute. But yeah, no, that was awesome, yeah, man. Sure. I'm still trying to figure stuff out in my head from some of the stuff you said. So <laughs> that's normally a great thing. <laughs> I just wanted feeling, to condense, so. as, condense as much as no, possible. No, I love it. No, it's great. It's like no, this definitely is brilliant. a lot of thinking to do afterwards. Cool. Love it. What city, should, what, city, what city should be next? Thank you, Bilal. I appreciate it. And thanks, Trung. Um, uh, what city what should, be, what say, city should what be next? What city should be next? 
Saigon. <laughs> is Saigon or Ho Chi Minh? Is it? Is it? What, which, uh, well, which the, well, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Uh, well, Saigon and Ho Chi Minh are functionally the. the it was obviously named Ho Chi Minh City after the South fell, uh, but uh, the locals there call it still call it Saigon. It's just the Got corners. It. And uh, now, and Saigon geographically is District One, which is like basically downtown. Yeah, is uh, that's where it's kind of referred to. But uh, what's what's uh, the yeah, ticker? It's gonna, gonna be, gonna be it's gonna be a three le- <laughs> three three letter ticker. It well, be... uh, you can do the airport SGN. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good. One, right? well, I mean, what, want to uh, do Austin, Texas next? That 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 makes a lot of sense. You you mentioned. I mean, what about New York? Because obviously, it's one. Are you based in New York, by the way, or where are you now? I'm in LA. I'm in LA. In LA. Sorry, you said New York. New York's tough. New York's because, tough because they have they have so many backwards laws. It's like you can't even yeah. buy crypto in New York. Like what the heck? exactly? They're, they're like trying to to like lose their financial capital of the world status. Like <laughs> it, it, it seems that way. Yeah, down well, to the funny beach. enough, I mean, London punted it with uh, Brexit, right? So I mean, it wouldn't be funny if uh, New York five years later just kind of lost its opportunity to. You know what could happen though? Is maybe maybe the community just launches New York. And and that oh, yeah. and that and that protocol contribution just grows and that bag gets bigger and bigger and New York is like assistance are like come on pick up this thing but we need to get out of our own way and adjust some regulations in order to do so. De Blasio is yeah. uh, crushing crushing motorbikes and something below. De Blasio <laughs> sucks. De Blasio, like, I, I have not met one De Blasio supporter and I have I, I have met uh, hundreds of New Yorkers. I lived in New York like uh, like a year and a half ago. Not met one De Blasio supporter. I think I think like uh, De Blasio is like an accident, uh, whereas like um, the new mayor uh, Eric, Eric Adams, I think is like a rational centrist. He's Democrat rational centrist. He's, he's like exactly what New York needs, honestly. Um, I, I'm I don't very know. Bu- I'm very bullish. Very bullish on Eric Adams. I don't <laughs> know. He said he didn't say center of bitcoins, blah. Yeah, he said center of bitcoins with an S, which made me love him. <laughs> and also, I loved he had a video showing parents how to check. <laughs> their kids closets for drugs or something and i was like oh this is the guy to fix things right. so <laughs> i don't know anything else about him but um, he, so, well, this- he, so he he's just quick background on him. he used to be a cop he's very pro-business he's very pro-crypto um he's he's an open-minded person who's not so open-minded that his brains are falling out he's a little on the older side i think he's in his late 50s or 60s um but he means well and he's not trying to score any own goals mm. he's not trying to like he's trying to fix problems he's not he's not trying to he's, he's not getting sucked into any ideology as far as i can see yeah definitely that. well patrick thanks for coming on man i know we've My pleasure. kept you a few awesome, minutes man. over over awesome. time but this is really really important uh, stuff to talk about i think it'll be cool to get an update of this maybe in a few months or six months or something like that see how things are progressing and uh, we shared it's mindmiamicoin.com, not investment advice, but I'll be checking it out uh, <laughs> myself, which is just on me. And if I lose more money like I have been doing with my NFTs, then it's all on me. So hey, you're learning, man. In, that's the thing. You're that's, learning that's no matter exactly what. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah, my, my, my pleasure.